Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football uh, uh, Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy, Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thank you, Peter. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. And I have to say, it feels a bit like we're back in Qatar now, recording at 7am in the morning. These games are coming thick and fast over the festive period. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, they finish on Sunday and the next round starts Monday. Oh, crack. There's not enough hours in the day, Peter. How was your Christmas? Yes, very well. Very well. I mean, I went to see uh, Spalding play uh, Stamford on Ooh, Boxing Day. That was quite... Derby yeah. between two of my... Well, I was born in Stamford and then I moved to Spalding when I was one. So, uh, I bet it was a bit feisty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit, to be quite honest. I think it's, I think it's quite nice, though, that the supporters mingle. Were you having I a think... beer whilst you were watching the game? Or... I, don't, I don't drink, so... Uh... Oh. But yes, I mean, a few were, yes. So it was, I can imagine down there. So it was, uh, yeah, it was quite good. Quite what enjoyed it. What was the it. score? 3-2 uh, to Spalding. Spalding are undefeated this season. Were you on the over four and a half? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game, though. It had everything. Penalty save, ascending off. Oh, just what you want, Tom. <laughs> was it Boxing Day you went? Yes, it was, yeah. No, better than watching Peterborough, aren't it? <laughs> no. Well, they're going through a bit. Well, they're playing tonight against uh, Milton Keynes. I think they've they've got two home games coming up. Milton Keynes and Wickham. I think they've got to they've got to take a, at least four points from those. I think. Oh, you slipped out the playoff spots. I say. Yeah, Think, things sinking like a stone. Yes, yes. It's uh, yeah, not great. Oh, uh, not great. Mate. Could have been worse. You could have been watching Lincoln concede three and. Five minutes or whatever it was away at Burton, but never mind. Cool. We digress. Yeah. We digress. Come on, Peter. Let's get to this Premier League action. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we'll start with uh, West Ham against Brentford. Uh, last season, Brentford won this fixture two one. Uh, it's the handicaps minus half. Uh, West Ham went minus half. One four drawn one lost five. Uh, coming off a three one defeat away at Arsenal. Brentford, not a bad record when they're plus half. One three drawn four and only lost two. Come off a two old draw uh, at home Spurs. Entertaining game that. West Ham, they've lost their last four uh, Premier League matches. Uh, minus half a goal. There's been 258 matches. 120 times the home side have covered it. 138 times the away side have covered it. My race is suggesting no value in the line. Yeah, I mean. Both teams threw away leads on Boxing Day. Obviously, West Ham's um, loss at Arsenal was a you know come from behind win for Arsenal was less surprising than the fact that Brentford threw a two goal lead away at home to Spurs. Um, the Hammers sit six points behind Brentford at this stage of the season. We're getting on for nearly halfway through period now. Yet they're half a goal favourites, West Ham. Now I thought they did look quite impressive at times the other night. West Ham, Jared Bowen really did look like a a top-level Premier League player. Um, but if you just do a little bit of rough handicapping AP, on this plus half a goal line, so far this season, Brentford are 12-4 and four, and West Ham are 6-10. and 10. I know that's very crude handicapping, but Brentford have only lost four times this season. That said, David Moyes is under pressure. I did sense that West Ham were really playing for him the other night. And if you were going to force me into making a better, I'd probably just lean to the home side, mate. Uh, next up, Liverpool Leicester. I've gone done this at the minus one and a half goal handicap. It's it's in between the two what, minus one and a half, uh, minus one and three quarters. Uh, 
recent head to heads, Liverpool have dominated the fixture. They've won six. Uh, there's been one draw, Leicester not one. Of the six victories, Liverpool have won by two more more goals uh, in three of them. Uh, Liverpool went minus one and a half goal handicap. One eight, drawn one, lost one. Five of the eight, they've won by two or more goals. Come off a 3-1 victory away at Villa. Leicester away, went plus one and a half. One one, drawn two, lost two. So not too bad, but only one of the two losses were by two or more goals. Come off a 3-0 defeat home to Newcastle. Liverpool, they've won their last three, scoring at least two. <laughs> Minus one and a half goal handicap. 160 matches, 74 times the home side have covered it. 86 times the away. My rating suggesting some value Liverpool I'm not going to go with it but I think Liverpool might be on some run at the moment yeah I have to agree Pete I mean this goal line opened three it's trended up to three and a quarter the match line opened one and a half trended up to one and three quarters Liverpool have been dominant when the sides have met in recent seasons at Anfield and let's be honest Leicester can see goals for fun I don't really see anything changing here I know poor old Darwin Nunes he's getting a bit of stick um, I do see a player in there, though, for the big Uruguayan up front for Liverpool. I think Jurgen Klopp will stick with him. If he puts his boots on the right feet this week, he, he could get numerous chances against this Foxy's backline. The, the bet that's interesting me here, Pete, Betfair are offering 11-10 to 10 on the Liverpool over two and a half team goals. Um, I lean that way. I don't see any way in which Leicester restrict Liverpool in terms of creating chances. One and three quarters, that line is a little bit steep for me to take with Liverpool. I'll probably be tempted with the minus one and a half. But yeah, that odds against on Liverpool scoring three or more goals with Betfair does look a little bit tempting. But uh, I think you're right, Pete. I think Liverpool might just come back from the World Cup or the players come back from the World Cup and just start a little bit of a run here. Uh, Wolves, Manchester United next. Um, recent head says Wolves were 1 1. There's been one draw. Manchester United 1 2. Uh, plus half a goal. The handicap. Wolves have never been plus half a goal uh, since I've been making these uh, records. That's about, by about five or six years. That's incredible. Uh, they're coming off a, a well, a brilliant 2 1 victory away. Ever so much needed as well. Uh, Manchester United. When they're minus half, very good record. 1-8, drawn naught, lost two, come for 3-0 victory at home to Forest. Plus half a goal. There's been 118 matches in the league. 60 uh, home, 58 away, so nothing there. Three or more goals are seen in uh, Manchester United's last three Premier League matches. Don't see any value in the line, but you've got to, you know, Manchester United are looking quite good at the moment, I'd say. Yeah, they're looking organised, they're looking disciplined, they're looking a decent unit. Now, Wolves have had an extra day of rest, but we're not talking the very short rest periods for this particular festive campaign. Like We've sometimes seen teams on two days rest playing against teams on three days rest. That is a huge advantage. That's not the case here. I mean, both teams did win last time out, as, as you referenced, but it was a pretty much a cantering performance for Man United against Notts Forest while Wolves scrapped to the very end at Goodison Park. And although they'll be buoyed by that great win, it'll have taken a lot of emotional energy out of the Wolves players. Now, Wolves have only scored five times in their eight home games this season. United have won their last two visits to Molyneux. United's away record, on paper, looks not great. They're 4-1-3 and three this season, but they have had a couple of bad results in there, especially early on. I like them here. 
I'm surprised they're not minus three quarters, to be honest, Pete, given what we saw on Monday night in terms of them, was it Tuesday night? I can't remember. Bouncing back into league action and not missing a beat, keeping a clean sheet, winning 3-0 against Forest. I'm surprised this line isn't minus three quarters. I'm happy to take United here, mate. Bournemouth against uh, Crystal Palace next. Uh, recent heads, Bournemouth have won one. There's been two draws. Palace have won two. The line's off scratch. When off scratch, Bournemouth's records reads 1-3, drawn two, lost four. They cut off a 2-0 defeat to out Chelsea. Palace, uh, when they're scratched away from home, not bad, really. 1-5, drawn three, lost two, come off a 3-0 defeat to Owens of Fulham. Bad result, that is, for Palace. Bournemouth, they've lost five of their last six Premier League matches, so they're not in great form themselves. Off scratch, we have 218 matches, 69 home wins, 72 pushes, 77 away wins. Marais is suggesting some slight value Palace. Well, I bet a slight one... lean to Palace. Yeah, well, I bet they wouldn't have done at the minus quarter line that it opened at. No, um, no. I mean, money's come against Palace uh, since the, the, the Boxing Day sets of results. I won't say money's come for Bournemouth because... They were beaten at Chelsea, and although at times they looked bright, um, they never really looked like they were going to trouble um, Graham Potter's men. Palace are one three and three this season away from home, Pete. They've won just one of seven, yet they're strong favourites on this draw no bet line. I don't really understand why. I'm not saying Bournemouth are a, a great team, and now they're you know I'm not going to say they've only lost two and then rattle off a load of teams because that number of teams they've lost to is now growing Bournemouth. They're losing to teams that are non-elite teams now, not just getting whacked by the better sides. I mean, I'm not going to play this, Pete, but if you're going to bet this game, it's it's Bournemouth or pass for me at these prices. Next, uh, Fulham-Southampton. Recent head-to-heads, Fulham won one. There's been one draw, uh, Southampton not one. Minus half a goal handicap here. Fulham went minus half a goal, not many games, obviously. One naught drawn, one lost one. They're coming off a 3-0 victory away at Palace. Southampton went plus half a goal, 1-3 drawn, 3 lost 3. So it's not a bad record when plus half a goal away from home. Uh, Coming off a a poor (coughs) 3-1 defeat at home to Brighton. Southampton, they lost their last four. um, And uh, three or more goals have been seen in 13 of Fulham's last 14 Premier League matches. So it could be an entertaining game here. Minus half a goal, 258 matches, 120 times the home side have covered it, 138 times the away side. My rating suggesting value of the away side, but recent form would suggest otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you'd think value is with the away side. The only problem is, Peter, the away side of Southampton, yeah. and they are garbage. We put off, or I put my faith in them last time out against Brighton under Nathan Jones in his first home game in charge to sort of get them organised and to avoid defeat. They were terrible. Money's come for Fulham. Um, The line opened minus a quarter, but unsurprisingly, after their win against Palace and Southampton's poor loss at home to Brighton, the money's coming on Fulham. Now, they're 10 points ahead of Southampton here, and genuinely, I won't say they, they can secure their safety for next season, but if they win this game, Fulham, they're going to be 10 points, I'll surmise, away from the drop zone come the end of these fixtures. And that would be an amazing achievement. Now, if they can channel all of their sort of energies into into thinking about it in that way, the team, I think you'll see a really big performance from Fulham. 
I can't really get into the mindset, though. If I knew they were going all out to win this game in terms of a, we're nearly safe and we're not even halfway through the season, I'll be taking Fulham. I just don't know how they'll approach this game, Pete. No, no. I, I, I think, well, I think they might, that they'll approach it positively in truth. I think, yeah, I, 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 think, I think they're doing what I thought they might do the last time they were in the league. In the yeah, Premier League, I mean, there's been 53 total goals in their 16 games. Yeah, and we're now talking about Southampton side who have conceded 30 times this season. I don't see this being a low-scoring game. Could be a shootout. Could be two-two, three-two. <laughs> Either way, could be a really entertaining game. Uh, next game: uh, Manchester City uh, versus um, Everton. Everton, and I've done this as. Minus two and a quarter goals. So you can still get minus two and a quarter. You can still back Manchester City 1.83. So it still comes in that that thing. Uh, recent head heads, interesting. Uh, City have won four. There's been three draws, Everton one naught. So it's Manchester City haven't had it their own way. When minus two and a quarter goals, Manchester City's record reads one seven draw, one lost two, uh, winning two of the seven by three or more goals, come up a 3 1 victory away at Leeds. Everton uh, coming off, uh, they've never been plus. Two and a quarter goals away from home. So it just shows you how how they've slid, or maybe how how good Manchester City are. Coming off a two-one victory, uh, sorry, two-one defeat at home to Wolves. Minus two and a quarter. Twenty-seven matches. Eleven times the home side have covered it. There's been eight uh, half uh, losses and eight away wins. So fairly rough, equal after uh, over that. Then you'd have four, eight half losses, four against the the eight wins 12. So it's 11 against 12, effectively. Everton lost their last three, conceding at least two. I don't see any value in the line, which surprises me, really. Well, this line opened City minus two and a quarter. And I'll be honest, Pete, I'm surprised that Everton's loss at home to Wolves didn't see the line move further towards City as it stuck at two and a quarter. Now, it stayed at two and a quarter until City played Leeds last night and they literally could have scored eight, Man City. Subsequently, this line has moved to two and a half. And the question I'm trying to sort of fathom is, will Pep want to run the score up, A, at this time of the year against, you know, a coach that he has a lot of personal respect for in Frank Lampard? And also, will he want to put his side through the energies of, you know, it takes a lot of... Um, you know, energy to keep your foot down. The problem is, though, that City can't score goals without trying. I mean, last night, at times, they were just playing very fluidly. They didn't even seem to be getting out of second gear and they were ripping leads to bits. And with such minimal goal threat from Everton, I don't know how the Toffees are going to create and take a chance, given the minimal possession they'll have. It's City or pass for me on the minus two and a half, Pete. But I think the best bet in this game is Man City to win to nil at five to six with Sky Bet and Paddy Power. I think that's a great bet. I, I think Everton's chances are going to be few and far between. We know City will score. What? what I mean, we'll go, we can go on to last night's game. I mean, I, 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 I've only seen the highlights. I, did, I didn't watch the game, but I, I find that frightening how, like you say, they've won that easily. I mean, if you watch some some of the goals, the Haaland second goal, the link up with De Bruyne and Grealish, and they're just they're just playing schoolboy backyard football, pass and move. It's not even it's not even really high intensity play. Yes, because they're athletes, they're moving the ball quickly, but it's not tough physical. They're, they're having fun. 
and they're ripping a, a, a Premier League side apart at will. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it, frightening. Yeah. It, I, I think that's that is certainly uh, worrying for the likes of Arsenal and. Uh, you know, Newcastle and... Yeah, and, and now they've got Haaland, Pete. I'm not taking anything away from Aguero or any of the strikers that City have had before. I, I don't know how I'm going to start even thinking of a way of, of opposing City on some of these big lines. Because no word of a lie, if City, had, with a bit of luck in the first half, Pete, not a bit of luck, a bit of better finishing, they would have they would have won by six goals last night without really getting out of second gear at times. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Uh, next up, we've got Newcastle against Leeds. Um, here we've got the <coughs> handicaps minus one and a quarter. Um, recent head-to-heads, Newcastle not one. There's been one draw. Leeds have won one. Uh, minus one and a quarter. Newcastle, they've only played one and they drew that game. They cut for 3-0 victory away at Leicester. Impressive win, that is. Uh, Leeds, uh, they've only had one game, went plus one and a quarter and they lost that game. Uh, and they cut for 3-1 defeat at home to Manchester City. Newcastle won their last six Premier League matches, so they're in really good form. Minus one and a quarter goals, 80 uh, matches, 37 home, uh, 20 half losses, 33 away. Uh, my rating is suggesting some good value leads, but that the, the ratings are still having to catch up with, with, with Newcastle. Uh, I, I won't take that. Well, the line opened minus one, but Newcastle's win at Leicester was good enough to see the line shift to one and a quarter. Now, we talk about Newcastle winning the last six Premier League games. We're going to extend it out, Peter, to the last 30 Premier League games. And they've gone 18-6-6. and six. That That is an incredible record. If you told me a year ago, Pete, this is yeah. what the Castle were going to be doing, it would shock me. Now, the thing that gives me hope here, if I'm a Leeds backer, but also at the same time, Gives me pause for concern. Leeds have scored 10 times in their seven away games this season. Do you know how many points they've got away from home? No, without looking, no. Four? Yeah. So they've scored 10 times. So they're averaging nearly one and a half goals a game. Yet they've only won one, drawn one and lost five. They concede goals like a sieve. They can they let five in at Brentford and four at Spurs. So we're not even talking about... The, the Premier League juggernauts. If, if that had been five at Man City and four at Liverpool, you'd, you'd probably cut them a little bit more slack. But they're conceding goals to the to the non-top elite sides. And the way Newcastle are playing at the moment, Pete, I, I can't see Leeds shutting them out. I'd be surprised if we saw two if we saw two or fewer goals in this game, Pete. The goal line set at three, a little bit of a, a lean to the over, but I'll just see another Leeds, uh, another Newcastle home win here, mate. Yeah, I do as well. I, I mean, like I say, I don't think that you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's too bad, bad a, a bet that really you know leads plus one and a quarter. But you can't see anything but only winning half a point there, can you? Yeah, the, the form that Newcastle and they're a bit of a juggernaut at the moment, and we we often talk about the home crowd, but St James's will be rocking. And you know, if you're a team that's a little bit shaky defensively anyway, which we know Leeds are. I think it's going to be a very difficult ask for them to get anything from that game. 
This is an interesting game next, Brighton against Arsenal. Um, the handicaps plus a quarter at the moment. Recent head-to-heads, Brighton have had the best of it. They've won two, there's been two draws, Arsenal have won one. When plus a quarter, Brighton's record reads 1-5, drawn two, <coughs> lost three. So not bad, they're coming for 3-1 victory away at Southampton. Arsenal, when they're minus a quarter, 1-4, drawn two, lost four. Uh, come off a 3-1 victory at home to West Ham. Arsenal, obviously, in good form. They've won eight of their last nine, plus a quarter of a goal. There's been 293 matches, 89 home wins, 81 half wins, 123 losses. So, slightly into the home side there. My race is suggesting value Arsenal. I think if Arsenal win this game, you know, this is this is a tough one for Arsenal, I think. Uh, and if they win this, you know, they're, they're another step towards a possible title. Right. So... Let's play devil's advocate here, Pete. Say Arsenal had had uh, a bad start to the season and we swapped them out at the top of the table and we replaced them with Chelsea or Manchester United. So this team, Chelsea or Man United, are five points clear at the top of the table and 16 points clear of the Seagulls. Would Chelsea or Man United be only minus quarter of a goal favourites for this no, game? No, I don't know. that It would be minus a half at least, wouldn't it? Minus three quarters, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's zero respect being given here by the bookies towards Arsenal. Now, I think they keep thinking, oh, it's Arsenal, they're going to fade, they're going to bottle it. But, you know, that was a big test on Boxing Day, trailing at home to West Ham with a lot of pressure, a lot of expectancy, without Jesus playing. So, with uh, Eddie and Ketir up front, Arsenal should be odds on for this game, Pete. I mean... Brighton have conceded 20 goals this season, but only six of them are in front of their own fans. So they do run a bit of a tight ship on home soil. In games, though, against Chelsea, Man City, Spurs, Liverpool and Man United, they have conceded. So I don't really see, given the way that Arsenal are playing at the moment, a way in which Arsenal don't find the back of the net here. A big lean to Arsenal here, Pete. For some reason, despite my sort of retro sort of handicapping for this game. I can't fully pull the trigger on Arsenal, but it's definitely the play if you're going to make a bet in this game. But they should be at least half a goal favourites. Right. Uh, now it's going to be where I start to have a look at sort of a couple of trends here. But Spurs against Aston Villa. Uh, recent head-to-head, Spurs have won three. There's been uh, no draws. Villa have won one. When minus three quarters are handicap. Uh, Spurs... Spurs record's good. 1-8, drawn one, lost one. Uh, five of the eight will buy two or more goals. Come for two old draw away at Brentford. Villa, when they're plus three quarters, 1-3, drawn two, lost four. Two of the four losses will buy two or more goals. Coming off a 3-1 defeat at home to Liverpool. Spurs conceded at least two goals in their last six. And that's incredible, isn't it? I, I, I find that amazing stat, really. Uh, however, you know, that they that they do find ways to win at home. Uh, when minus three quarter, here is one in the league, 184 matches in the in the last five or six seasons. 62 times the home side have covered by two or more goals, 58 half wins and 74 losses. So that essentially is like 91 to 74. Um, my rating suggesting value Spurs and with that lean, I, I, I'm going to go with it. Hmm. Well, I'm a little surprised, Pete, this line hasn't moved to minus one, given the way Villa conceded goals like confetti to Liverpool. When the sides have met in recent seasons, there have been at least three goals in each of the last three matches. Yes, on both teams to score was cashed in each of those games in North London. 
I really like this to be an open and entertaining game, Pete. Like you said, um, Spurs have been pretty woeful defensively of late. What is it? They've conceded 13 times in the last six games. Attack is the best form of defence. I like the yes on both teams to score. But with the goal line at two and three quarters, I really like the over two and a half goals. And that can be backed at four to five. So 1.80 with bet three, six, five. Finally, Forrest uh, against Chelsea. Uh, the line is plus three quarters. Uh, Forrest haven't been plus three quarters at home. They cut off a 3-0 defeat uh, away at Manchester United. Chelsea, when they're minus three quarters, 1-6 drawn, one lost three. Five of the six victories were by two or more goals. Coming off a 2-0 victory at home to Bournemouth. This is another one. Plus three quarters, 174 matches. We'll start with the away. 67 times the away side have won by two or more. 50 times they've won by one, 57 times the home side are covered. So again, that is 80, 92 to 57. Uh, six of Chelsea's last seven uh, matches have seen two or less goals. So, you know, it suggests they're not conceding much. My race is suggesting value, Chelsea, and I'm going to go with this one as well. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, Pete. I mean, do you want to back this Forest team against one of the best, better sides in the league when you're not receiving at least a full goal? No. Dreadful. Forest have scored only 11 goals in 16 Premier League games. But if you drill down further into that, six of those 11 came against Bournemouth, Brentford and Fulham. And in those three games where they managed to score twice, they still only got one point from those three games. I mean, Graham Potter is such a good technical coach. I think he'll look to shut down the, well, minimal effectiveness of the home side to begin with. Since he took over... Chelsea have conceded in the first half in just two of their nine games under him and three of those goals came away at Brighton and we know what a strange game that was given Potter returning to the Amex that day. I don't see Forrest being allowed to get a foothold in the game. i tell you what bet I really like though in this game, Pete. Chelsea to win to nil at nine to five with bet fair and bet victor. That's 2.8. Yeah, that's... Chelsea to win this game without conceding a goal. Yeah, so when you look at Chelsea's recent games, they haven't been got that many. That's that's a that's a good. Yeah, if you do fancy Chelsea, that's a good. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. And, and they, to be able, to be honest, Pete, I'm looking more to these win to nil markets than than I ever have done because if you think you can spot a, a game that's giving you good value on the outright, it then correlates into a much better rate on the win to nil market because they're, they're often sort of double the price so if you get in a, a game that's mispriced by maybe 20% 25% that's actually then doubling up to sort of 50% mispricing on the win to nil market. Yes, yes Right um, I'm going to go uh, Aston Villa, uh, sorry Spurs at home to Aston Villa minus three quarters and Chelsea away at Forest minus three quarters I can't believe I'm going for two Minus ones here with no, you know, not receiving goals. goals. Well, the, the, you know, you adapt with what you see in the trends, Peter. I admire yeah. you for that. You're not a one-trick pony. <laughs> um, I'm just going to take Man City to win to nil at five to six. I think that's a stonking bet, to be honest, because Everton are rubbish, Peter. Right, we should be back, well, either Sunday evening or early Monday morning next week. And uh, best of luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.